The next stop is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. They win the final game, 5-2, to two, to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees, with this 9-0 crusher, have won their 17th World Series. And there it is, the New York Yankees are the winners, and Bob Turley is mauled and congratulated by his teammates. The Yankees win 13-5, and once again, are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. Coming up on episode six of the Chase for Twenty Eight podcast, you say goodbye. I'll say hello, 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 hello. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the Chase for Twenty Eight. My name is Chris Nessie, and I'm joined by my Yankee podcast compadre. What is up, AJ? What is going on, Chris? We are recording this bad boy. We actually have news. There's some things going on in baseball. Lots of stuff going on in baseball, and it doesn't involve any of the jokey crap we've been talking about the first five episodes. We got real like, Yankee news going on. Yeah, I was going to say, we're actually like making moves towards good things and a season, hopefully. Yes. Allegedly. Yes, we are moving towards the season. As you just said, what is it? It's, it's January 29th. You're listening to this on January 30th, and we are a few weeks away from spring training coming at you on February 15th. Spring is in the air. I love it. I cannot wait for this baseball season, AJ. I'm very excited, but at the same time, I'm a little bit pessimistic. Wah, that I, wah, I, wah, I just wah. Don't be a Debbie Downer. It's baseball. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I don't think it's going to be anything. I'm not saying it's not going to start. I'm just, I'm, I was listening to the radio the other day and um, I think it was Buster Olney was saying that there is talks that they might push the season back a month just to get everything kind of squared away so that spring training would start in March and the season can go through November because they could still do like what they did last year with the home fields. So, you know, I think they're still working things out. I think they're still trying to figure out with this virus, how they're going to get fans in the seats. They're still trying to figure out how they're going to do a lot of these things and who they're going to have in the stands. And, you know, they still don't even know if they're going to have a DH in the National League. So there, there's some no, things No, I thought I did see that there was going to be no DH and the players were like, yeah, no. no." I saw good. that, but then I also saw that they're working on it. So I don't know. But I, I don't think it's going to get pushed back. So I'm excited. Baseball's here. Let's start with that. I'm just yeah. kind of, I'm optimistic it's going to start on time. So am I. That's why I started this whole segment by being optimistic about spring training starting in a couple of weeks. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. That's why I love Valentine's Day so much. That's right. Valentine's Day. Catches report. Makes me happy. That's right. It's all about giving and receiving. Valentine's Pitchers Day. And catchers. Pitchers and catchers. <laughs> Got your glove ready? My glove's always ready, man. One day we'll have to play catch. Virtually. No, I mean, like one day, we, I mean, we can be six feet apart and play catch, right? No, absolutely. I think I can still reach. <laughs> I still got it a little bit. <laughs> we do some long toss. There we go. How many throws do my do arms hold on the floor? Oh, oh, I love soft toss. Ah, oh, good. Yeah. Pepper? I get the boys. You, pepper? you hit the boys with the pepper? <laughs> no, no. I get the boys doing soft toss into the net. Where they're hitting or you have taught them to toss it to you so you can wail on no, it? No, I'm trying, I'm trying to teach them. 
Oh, I'm trying to get them to throw it to me. That's why I do wiffle ball. <laughs> my little guy, he's in kindergarten. He's lefty. Yeah, you Keeps know what? My, my middle guy, he goes lefty too. It's pretty amazing. I think he can hit both sides, but he hits bombs lefty. Nice. Is he doing it like yeah. one of them, those big barrel bats? You know what I'm talking about. No, no. Do you football batting? Yeah, T-ball. Oh. He's got a wooden nice. bat. He's ready to go. That's awesome. We're ready for the season. Although it is winter, so I just to keep the train off the tracks, got the boys playing hockey. So that's a whole other podcast. That's a different podcast. And I showed my oldest guy the Mighty Ducks and D2. Quack. 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 That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, Little Big League. <laughs> Ooh. We watched that. Sorry. This is like totally off the rails right now. That's okay. Let's bring it back. It's, Let's it's bring big, it back. It's baseball, it's baseball AJ. all right so spring training is coming february 15th and we're excited because uh we got some new names and some new faces again some are saying hello some have said goodbye so aj let's talk about two of these new players coming in first and foremost we got ourselves a pitcher so please welcome to the bronx right-handed pitcher jameson tyone from the pittsburgh pirates yeah good 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 trade i think I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic on this one. We know he's got talent. We know he's a good pitcher. We know he loves Garrett Cole. Um, two Tommy Johns makes me a little nervous, but we didn't give up much for him. I'll be honest. He gave up four minor league prospects. You know how I feel about prospects. And you know, let me just say with the whole Tommy John thing. Yes, okay. There there is a risk. They gave up very little, and the payoff and the upside could be very big, right? Uh, I was watching some film on him in preparation for this episode. Uh, so this is from a couple of years ago now in Pittsburgh. And he's got really good stuff. Uh, I, I would dare say electric. Like, he looks really good. And, and I know, obviously, in a highlight reel, you don't see all the times he sucked and the things that we're going to be upset and boo him over. But I liked what I saw. He does have good stuff. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with that. But again, it always comes to the same thing. You have to have the makeup to be a Yankee. I hope he's got. I hope he's got the mental strength. I, I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna reserve my, my thoughts. I'm just gonna hope that he's that he's solid. It's a good rotation now. It's starting to look pretty good. But but you know what? You you made that good point about you know he's a big fan of Garrett Cole and I don't know about you or or you who's listening, but if somebody's a fan of Garrett Cole and now they get to work with Garrett Cole every day as part of the same team, and they play the same position, you know they're both pitchers, and he can be a mentor and coach him up because. Tyone is a young guy, mm-hmm. right? So let them work together. Let 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 Cole tootle him, as they say. They say that tootle tutelage. Sure, I don't know if they said. Yeah, tutelage is good. Mentor mentee. We go with that. Yeah, mentor mentee. Let's go with that. Yeah. No, <laughs> let, let's let's see what Mister Jameson brings. I know he's very excited. I've been checking out his social media. The dude's ready to play. So that, that's what we need. We need guys who are ready to play, ready to work. Absolutely. So I mean, I, we're, we're going to talk about the projected rotation in uh in segment three so that'll be coming up in just a few minutes and uh we're going to do a little compare and contrast between the rotation as of december versus what our rotation looks like right now uh but also speaking of pitching aj we got ourselves a new reliever out in the bullpen how did we get there and who did we get the yankees have signed darren o'day to a one-year deal now, the submariner, the, the submariner, submariner, submariner. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's pretty nasty. And, um, you know, I, 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 I wrote in our show notes, him, filthy. I wrote filthy. Filthy. I like nasty. I don't know. 
he look, the dude just, just pitches the submarine style. And I think that's going to yes. be, that's going to be a, a, a different look for the batters. So I, I've seen Darren O'Day pitch. I know he was very good with the Braves. Uh, it's not his only team he's played for. So, um, he's a bullpen guy. So I'm, I'm glad they got the bolster, the bolster, the bullpen. Cause as we're going to talk about in a second, we had to make some moves in our bullpen. And I think underrated when, when they lost Tommy Canely, I think the Yankees were reeling a little bit. Lost Canely, lost Holder. We'll talk about this in a second. But, you know, Darren O'Day is a good piece to the puzzle. I, I still think our bullpen is a lot weaker than, than we realize, but it's a good piece. Yeah. He is on the, uh, the older side. Again, he's a right handed pitcher. This will be his age 39 season as we record this. He is 38 years old and 99 days. So he, he's getting up there. He, he debuted in the majors back in 2008 with the Los Angeles Angels. And then he has spent time uh, with the Mets, the Texas Rangers, and the bulk of his career from 2012 to 2018. He was with the Baltimore Orioles. He was an all-star in 2015 and the last two seasons with the Braves. So, 13-year career. He's, uh, again, as a reliever, I mean, I'll throw out some numbers. He, he's 40 and 19 in his career. He's got a career ERA of 2.51. He's pitched in 604 games. You know, I, I'm excited to see the the submarine pitching. That, that'll be, you know, who all young Yankee fans will emulate the first time he comes out of the bullpen when they're playing wiffle ball or, you know, playing catch with dad uh, or dads who think they can still pitch <clears throat> will uh, hmm. also try to throw submarine style to their children. You know, <laughs> or think, if he I, plays catch with his podcast host, he will throw submarine style with AJ Bianco. So I throw some <laughs> knuckleballs your way. Um, I, I think that's the one good thing about him. I know he's had a long career and I know he's up there in age. As they say that, we're just looking at ourselves like up there in age. Great. Um, but uh, time out. Yeah. No, no, up there in age. I, I, I'm older. Yeah. I'm older. I will be 40 in April. I am older than Darren O'Day. I get it. I get it. But me, me and Darren be rocking the same, same numbers. I think I'm a little older than him. 99 <laughs> days. Yeah, I'm a little older. But um, I think that submarine pitching is going to be something crucial. You know, it's probably going to keep his arm healthy because submarine is like pitching softball. You know, you can pitch softball all day. All you got to do is have the legs. So it's basically what he's doing with submarine pitching. So I'm excited to see him. I I, I have seen him pitch before. You know, he is nasty and. <laughs> You know, you just talked about it. When you're pitching that submarine with the wiffle with the wiffle ball, you know that thing moves. So this guy's got some good movement. Those curveballs are going to come in, and they're going to drop, or they're going to rise up, depending on, on how he throws it. So it's going to be interesting. So that that should pose a challenge to both right-handed hitters and left-handed hitters with the movement. One would hope. <laughs> well, I mean, th- that's kind of what you need. I mean, we're in a time of specialists, right? So. You, you've got your lefty specialist. You've got your righty specialist. Uh, this seems like you got a guy who throws like this. This can be, like we're saying, an asset out of the bullpen. Hmm. I'm, I'm excited for him. Good signing. Not not a lot of money. But on the flip side, the negative here is, for me, negative. Because I, I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like this guy that we're going to talk about right here who had to leave, Adam Adovino, traded to the Red Sox of all places. He holds a special place in my heart because the dude grew up a Yankee fan. He's like living our dream. And now he's playing for the Red Sox. I'd be crushed. <laughs> Did you see 
I'm sure you did. But did you see what he shared on social media after the trade was announced? No, I actually didn't. I don't know if he tweeted it or he put it on Instagram, but he said something to the effect of basically, great. I'm probably set up to now be some answer to a trivia question. <laughs> right. That, that's definitely true. But like just growing up a Yankee and like living your dream, like growing up a Yankee fan, living your dream to play as a Yankee. And now you're a Red Sox. Like I would just retire. <laughs> <laughs> I would retire. <laughs> Thank you, Boston. You can keep your chatter. I'm going home. But, you know, here's here, here's some positives. Uh, again, he had a horrendous 2020. No, uh, he, he was very ineffective. All right. Um, what does he have that was special? He will forever be the first Yankee. And I'd venture to guess he'll be the only Yankee to wear zero. Right. So he's got that. Um, that's really all I can say. If if he was good in 2020, he wouldn't have gotten traded. It's that simple. So. Hopefully we get one over on the Red Sox and we sent them a now crappy pitcher who is ineffective. Or we sent him somebody who's on a rebound and he's going to have a sixth season and play us 19 times. That's fine. But Adam Adovino is not going to carry the Red Sox to a World Series championship. Oh, no, of course by not. Himself. Of course the Red not. Sox are set up to have a not good year. So correct. He's not going to make a big difference. Correct. Correct. But still, you have to see him 19 times. You don't so you don't trade within your within your division. Well, okay, okay. Let, let me just say, for a relief pitcher, that's not a big deal. It's not like he's going to be the reason why we're unsuccessful against the Red Sox over the course of 19 games. Why don't we commit now? Okay, so it's January 29th. Let's see how many games he pitches against the Yankees out of those 19 games if they wind up playing the full schedule and they, they he plays. You understand what I'm saying? We'll see how I understand what, you're saying. what he does. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, that, look, I'm not that'd saying be a great episode in November. Who came back to screw us? Right, he's not going to be a, a the the difference maker. He won't be. Right. I understand that, and and his role with them is going to be different than what it was for us. And I'm just, you know, again, special place in my heart because yeah. the guy grew up in New York, loved the Yankees, got his chance to play for the Yankees, and now you're a Red Sox. <laughs> retire, just retire. They retire, just retire. Look, he's a traitor. No, I'll be honest. Coaching my son's little league team. They said, do you want to be the Red Sox? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, a good father. You're a exactly. good father. Yeah, he understands too. All right. So, Adovino traded to the Red Sox. I will venture a guess that Adovino will have the same impact against the Yankees that our next contestant on the show will have against the Yankees in 2021. Because I am happy. I am happy because... The sun has set on the, not only the Yankee career, but what appears to be the Major League Baseball career of Masahiro Tanaka. Earlier this week, he announced that he will be signing with uh, that bank team in Japan, Rakuten? No, Rakuten. (laughs) Rakuten. (laughs) That he's going back to the team he came here from. And uh, most likely that ends his, he will finish out his career professionally there. And uh, the only thing I will say in his defense is, okay, so the Yankees did not want to sign him. Fine. But he was not even valuable to any of the other 29 Major League Baseball teams' rotations. I find that to be interesting. I I don't think that's completely true. I think there were teams who are very much interested in him. Um, I just don't, I don't think he wanted anything else. I think he wanted to be a Yankee or he wanted to go home. All right. Fair enough. He's not young. If that's the case, that that's fine. 
he's not young. We know we we spoke about his age in in previous episodes, so we know he's up there. You know, he wanted to be a Yankee. He wanted to finish here. I don't think he was looking for like a very long term deal. His options were either be Yankee or go home. Got his chance to go home, and unfortunately, in the seven years that he was here, he was very good. He had an awful year last year, which is why he's not going to be back for 2021. You know, he had some good numbers. He was a winning pitcher. I think he was about 30 games or so over 500, which is great. He wasn't... I will give you that real real quick. So so in seven major league seasons, he was and finishes his career 78 and 46. That's a 629 winning percentage. Uh, Career ERA 3.74. Uh, 174 games, 173 games started, obviously regular season, seven complete games, four shutouts, uh, just over a thousand innings pitched, gave up 983 hits, 476 home runs, 159 home runs, walked 208. And again, this is over his major league career. Look, those are some, some good numbers, not great numbers, good numbers. He ended up giving up the long ball the last couple of years. That's been his demise. We understand that, right? I still think that elbow was an issue, but I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm happy he's gone. You know what? I, I will give I his little that. tendon a lot of credit. I will give his little yeah. tendon a lot of credit because I think it was basically prone to break after yes, his first year, season. Year so one. At the end of the season, that, that mm-hmm. that's what came out, that we're not going to do surgery. We're going to we'll, we'll rest. We'll rehab. So I give that little tendon a lot of credit. However, my opinion, and I think we disagree, but my opinion I look at those numbers, 78, 46, and, and I heard somebody on, a, on another podcast say that they, they felt bad that the Yankees couldn't win a ring for him. I'm sorry. He is not top on the list of Yankees I'd like to see get a ring, okay? I Sure, I appreciate it as a fan when he was successful, but I think people are overplaying his value and what he meant to the team. I don't think he was that great pitcher. I think he was the best pitcher we had given the circumstances between 2014 and 2020. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, 2019, because last year we got Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I, I think in some of those other years, I think in 28, 2017, I think Severino was better before he gets uh, yeah, hurt. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't think he's as good as we're reflecting on. Did he have his moments? Absolutely. But again, I said all off season, I'm not going to miss him. I didn't want him back, but that's me. And, and, and I said it from jump too. I didn't want him back unless he was going to come back for one year, very low money. You know, I thought that was that was a big part of it. Um, I like his numbers. I don't think his numbers are worth what they paid for him. You know, I was listening to something the other day. I forgot about this. The Yankees had to pay Rakuten, the team, the Eagles, $175 million just to make an offer to him. I forgot about that. Oh, the so, posting. Right, the posting fee. So they, they didn't even offer him that money. They had to offer that money to the team in order to offer him then more money. So in the end, I understand it was not worth it at all. I get it. I, I, I appreciate the service he had with the Yankees. The worst part about it is he was a good pitcher. He wasn't a great pitcher. He didn't really dominate the playoffs. He won in the playoffs. Had a terrible year last year, but uh, I'm not saying this in any way, but there hasn't been a lot of the pitchers or players who've come over from Japan to actually dominate baseball. One guy. It's only been one guy. That's Ichiro. 
only guy who came to America to dominate. You look at all these guys, you're like, oh, the next big thing. You had Daisuke Matsuzaka in Boston. Dude was terrible. Hideki Arabu, terrible. Keigawa, terrible. Ibabuya. These guys were bad. <laughs> at least we can say Hold on. that I Tanaka will give the was Japanese, good. I will give you one more Japanese player. And I would also put Hideo Nomo on that list of guys who came okay, here true. and did it. So I'm going to give you, right. I'll, you I'll give you Ichiro and I'll give you Nomo. That's and you, it. You, you Darvish is still playing. The guy can still put up numbers. He's still doing well. But, you know, and, and it's, and I just think it's because they are pitched so much differently in Japan. It's not against the player. It's definitely against how it's set up. I think they pitch like I agree. almost every four days. I don't think it's every five days. Let me ask you this, not not to go too far. Again, we like to go off the rails on this train. Um, do you think that if some Japanese players could get here sooner in their career, would they have a bigger impact and develop just a little bit differently? Because we're getting guys, I mean, we got Masahiro Tanaka in 2014. He had been playing professionally since 2007. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He had already pitched nine seasons. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I don't know the answer to this, and I, and I don't know because I don't know what the quote-unquote developmental league in Japan looks like. Like, for us in America, we have the minors. Those guys work their way up to the majors. You know, they start them young. These guys are drafted 18, 19 years old. I don't know what it looks like in Japan. I don't know if they have, like, a minor league system where they're developed or they just kind of take a guy who's good and they just put him into the field to be honest with you. So probably if he pitched half of that time, I guarantee his numbers would be better. I'm sure he would have lasted longer. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know other players because that, that experience, that experience playing makes, makes you who you are. And these guys come over because they've had their time. They're superstars in the Japanese leagues and they can then think they can, that correlates over to America. I'm afraid that if it if it started earlier in their career, it wouldn't have the same impact. They wouldn't be as well known. Then they're then a lot of them are just they're just another minor leaguer. Possibly. All right. Well, Masahiro Tanaka, we salute you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> forever Yankee. Um, forever what? What did forever you say? Yankee? Forever a Yankee? I said. Okay, I can't wait to see Masahiro Tanaka at Old Timers Day, and uh, could be next year. He's already doing it. He did it last year. He's doing it. He did it last year. Um, all right, so there you go. Adovino traded Tanaka. Sayonara. Good luck. All right, uh, segment three. Let's talk about the off-season checklist. All right, so need it, need it, got it, got it, need it, got it, need it. Let's talk about needs. And I want to start with starting pitching. Now you might be saying, we got starting pitching. We just talked about Jamison Tyone. All right. Well, let's take a trip down memory lane. AJ, are you ready? Ready. Put the plutonium in the time machine. Let's go back to December, 2020. Here is an article from yesnetwork.com headlined projecting the Yankees 2021 starting rotation. This is as of December 18th. So this is the rotation as of December. Number one, Garrett Cole. Number two, Jordan Montgomery. Number three, Domingo Herman. Number four, Davey Garcia. 
Number five, Jonathan Lewisica. Oh, <laughs> that was the projected starting five. Oh my gosh! Sorry to make that noise about Johnny Lasagna there, but I'm I'm not a I'm not I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Lasagna. Johnny Lasagna. All right, isn't that? You mean like Lewisica Lasagna? You like regular Lasagna? Right? Oh no, I love Lasagna. Come on, Italian over You're here. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right, so. That was what the rotation looked like on paper two months ago. Now let's take a look here. Here's an article from NorthJersey.com projecting the Yankee rotation after this Jamison Tyone trade. All right. So here's your projected rotation right now as we record this. Garrett Cole, Corey Kluber, Jamison Tyone, Jordan Montgomery, Davey Garcia, Domingo Herman, Luis Severino. So obviously... We're looking at a Severino, Herman, Garcia, number five starter. A lot, of, a lot of hype for the big, the big lefty Jordan Montgomery. But that would be our starting rotation. Cole is a righty, Kluber's a righty, Tyone is a righty, Montgomery's a lefty, and uh, Garcia, Herman, and Severino are all right-handed pitchers. But that's kind of where we're those are our seven starting pitchers who are getting paid. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm yikes. I'm nervous. Yikes, because we're going to have a parade? No, I'm nervous. Kluber, coming off an injury. <laughs> Tyone, coming off an injury. Herman, coming off a year not pitching. Severino, I don't know why he's even in there as the fifth starter. From what I understand, he's not even starting until July. We have to have a Severino? fifth starter before July. Yes. Yes, I heard it today. Well, again, again, he missed all last season. He's still rehabbing from Tommy John. He's not ready. June, he could be eligible. So let's say July. Yeah, July. Right, that's that's I four months into be the ready season. In February. That's four months into the season. Four months. I mean, if we go back to AJ at the beginning of this episode, July might not be four months into the season. True. Okay. True. All right. Look, I'm I'm going to be positive about the pitching staff because it's it sounds much better now than December. Kluber, Tyone, great additions. Really like that they're behind. Cole. I like it. I would rather see Davey Garcia in that lineup. I, I like Montgomery. I think there's something about him that, that could be very good. You know what I'd like to have happen when they do spring training and you get the special instructors that come back and, you know, play with them and, you know, show them stuff? Andrew. I'd like him to spend all of spring training. Andrew with Andy Eugene. Andrew, Andrew Eugene. Andrew Eugene. That would be sick. Get him a hotel, get him a hotel room. Just, I would, if I'm just best friends, if I'm Brian Cashman, I say, Andy, meet Jordan. Jordan, listen to everything this man says. <laughs> I bet Andy can still pitch, though. I bet that oh, dude no is doubt. still pitching. He's still pitching to his kids, so you know he can still pitch. Oh, it's like, oh, we, we talked about that CC documentary. Uh, yes. CC Sabathia's son is mm-hmm. not a pitcher. He's a, he's a first baseman position player. Yeah, he's and for, yeah. You know you got to be taking batting practice against your dad, right? Oh, yeah. Take dad yard. I'll be honest. I, again, train off the tracks. I believe... And people are going to be like, this guy's an idiot, meaning me. I bet you could probably shake the rust off. You could probably put Andy Pettit out on the mound. You could probably bring, bring Mariano Rivera out of the bullpen with a, with some working out. I guarantee it. I guarantee you Rivera could still work out, get on the mound, and be effective. Oh, definitely. I don't know about Andy, though. And how cool would it be if he did that and it was like, now now pitching, Hall of Famer. Mariano Rivera. It would be like back in the day when I used to watch WWE and like, you don't know what's going on. Like 
<laughs> got Boone coming to the to the pitching mound, taps on his right arm, and all you hear is like glass break, and then it's Enter Sandman. The whole crowd go crazy, lights flashing, <laughs> like nobody knows. He's in. Oh my God, Mariano is back. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, that's never gonna happen. But it'd be fun to imagine, though. So, thank you for 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 this moment of off the rail chatter, of levity. Yes, that's what Yankee fans do. We just make stuff up. Yeah. Uh all right. Let's take a look at this rotation real quick. Let's just again, we'll, we'll, we have our next episode is probably going to be all about spring training. We'll do some little previews and things. But as I sit here today, AJ, let's play a little game of over under. All right. Ooh. Right here we go. I'm, we're going to do pit again. Wins for pitchers yeah. aren't too significant, but if pitchers are winning games, the team's doing yeah. well. Let's be honest. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Garrett Cole, fifteen wins over under. We're, we're talking 162 games over a season. full season. Garrett Cole, fifteen wins. You taking the over? You taking the under? Um, that's a good number. I would I would say push, but I'll take the over. Over. Okay. I'll take 16. I don't need a number. You're just taking the over. I'm just saying. Just thinking. Taking the over. Corey Kluber, 12. I'll go under. Under? But not by much under. I don't want to have like this whole conversation. Not by much, but under. Uh, Jameson Tyone, 13. Man, I'm going to take the under on that one. All right. Jordan Montgomery, 14. 14 for Montgomery? Nah, under. All right. Davey Garcia. 12. That's assuming he's in the fifth spot, right? No, I'm, I'm, he might, so that's a tough I, I one because that. he might not, he might not, I'll, I'm going to say another one under. All right. You're giving me some big numbers here. If you give me like 10, I think this'd be a lot easier. I'm not trying to make it easy. Domingo Herman. Oh. 11. Mm, he's projected to be the fifth. Well, right now he's you know projected what? to be the sixth I'll go over. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. I'll take the over on Herman. All right. Severino coming back from Tommy John projected to probably realistically come back in July. I'll give you eight. No, no under. If you give me six. Wait, you don't think he could come back in July and win games over July, August, and September? I guess see where these guys are at because who are you going to replace them with? Let's say you have your, let's say you have your big five going. You're just going to take somebody, you pull somebody. I'm going on the trend of you're giving me you're giving me some you're giving me some we big both numbers know here. That again, I, these guys aren't going to pitch all these games, right? Somebody's going to get hurt. No, of course not. All right, so I'm just saying. Oh wow! You know that's going to happen. My goodness! Or one of these guys I'm isn't going to perform. Davy Garcia, maybe he finds himself back in AAA. I don't know. It's a good possibility. Okay, it's a good possibility. You know, is, is Jordan Montgomery going to stick in the rotation over the over the full season? I don't know. I think he has to. Maybe. I think they ride Montgomery because he's a lefty. I think they're going to do whatever they can to make sure he plays. That's possible. You know, but but if if you got two guys who are faltering between Montgomery and Garcia, you've got guys who with more experience in Herman and Severino. Severino isn't somebody we're going to keep on the trash heap. He's got a track record. He's 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 proven. No, no he, he can play in New York. He understands what it's all about. Yeah, should have been traded two years ago. Oh, <laughs> yep. Him and Gary. Sorry. <laughs> no, him and Andor. Those are my two guys. I was like, package him, get him out. Oh, that was actually, my- AJ. I'm sorry. There's an eighth pitcher on this list. Mm-hmm. Clark Schmidt, 
Yeah. So I'll give you a number for him. Yeah. So obviously ranked eighth out of eight pitchers. Here's the over-under number on Clark Schmidt. Five. That's a good number for him. I'll take it. Can I take the number? Sure. I'll take sure. the over. I don't gamble. I don't, is that a push? I don't know. I'll take the over. I don't know what anything is. I don't gamble either. Um, but if you have a gambling problem, Give me call my boxes gambler. That's really all I know how to say. <laughs> all right. Uh, AJ, you also have here bullpen help. Now, currently, our bullpen consists of Aroldis Chapman, Zach Britton, the aforementioned Darren O'Day, Chad Green, Luis Sessa, and Johnny Lasagna. What else you want to say? <laughs> So, By the way, I do want to make t-shirts that say Johnny Lasagna. Johnny Lasagna. I'm sure there is one. I don't want to rock a Johnny Loisica, though. No, I'm no. Just, not, but you'd wear a Johnny Lasagna like shirt. I would. I definitely would. But it can't be like like no numbers, no No, no it's just going to say, of, of like, the, like the uh, the Animal House, like college. It'll just say Johnny Lasagna on the front. Yeah. All right. Get on that. Put it in there the merch. Go. There you go. Um, yeah. So bullpen help. I, I threw that in there because I feel like... I feel like our bullpen, as I said before, is not as strong as we think it is. I think our bullpen is aged. I think our bullpen is tired. I think we watched him fall and, and, and kind of falter last year. So Chapman, in my opinion, not the same guy he was two, three years ago. I don't think he's been the same guy since he lost that World Series. ALCS. We blew the World Series. No, I'm talking about with the, with the Cubbies when he blew that World Series. Oh, game right. Okay. Gotcha. Against Cleveland. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah, I think Cleveland, I think, um, I'm sorry, I think Chicago abused him. We got him back. He was good, but I think his arm, you can see his velocity is down. The ball is not moving the same way. How many games, I mean, starting with Altuve in the home run, we're losing a home run last year too from Brousseau in Tampa. So, you know, unfortunately, I don't see him as the same. Zach Britton, solid. I like it. O'Day is going to be a good addition as you talk about. Chad Green. That that dude is so talented, but he has games where he's awesome or games where he's terrible. Same thing with Sessa. Again, this is this is not a guy I'm a fan of. I know he can give you length. Uh Loizaga, again, I'm not a fan of. I know he can give you length. Um and then you have other guys um just like these role players in the bottom of the bullpen too. So I still think there's a piece that we met that we need. You know, we lost Ottavino, we lost Canely, we lost Holder. These are these are guys that that really have been part of the Yankee bullpen now for two or three years. Right, but but if we go back to what we just talked about with the starting rotation, I mean, mm-hmm. could you see a, a Domingo Herman or a Clark Schmidt starting the year in the bullpen, depending on who's making the, you're the top probably five? Gonna, right. You're probably going to see more of Clark Schmidt in, in the bullpen. You're probably going to see Michael King in the bullpen. That makes sense. You might see Davey Garcia in the bullpen. Also true. But those guys, are, the only thing is those guys are not like high pressure guys. Like you can't put them in a game with a guy on third base with one out. To be fair, and I'll defend them, we don't know that. They've not been put in those situations. Yeah, but there's their starter mentality though. Starter mentality is give me the ball. I'm going to start the inning. I'm going to go through the inning. Right. But, but I think we're, but these guys are so young in their careers that if you tell them you're going to start the year in the bullpen, then you develop that bullpen mentality. Okay. That is that but is a good. Don't, point. I don't need them getting yanked around like with the Java rules and all that crap. All right, so oh. not not to go to those dark days of the early two thousands, but you know, guys can become those pressure situation pitchers, right? You don't know until they're. I guess they have, they have to, to learn. learn, and if they don't learn, well, we'll find somebody else to, to do that job. But these guys, these are the guys who are going to have every mm-hmm. opportunity 
to find a way onto the field at the start of 2021. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll see. I, I, I think our bullpen is good. I don't think it's as solid, if that makes sense. Our bullpen was a strength for a couple of years. Absolute, I don't absolutely. think it's the strength this year. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I, I mean, again, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on any previous episode, but I would love to see Zach Britton in the closer role and put Chapman in the eighth. I agree with that. But again, talk about mentality. Chapman does not have the mentality to be the seventh or eighth inning guy. Well, he's also demonstrating he doesn't have the mentality to be the ninth inning guy. So I'm not disagreeing with you. Just saying. I'm just saying. That's been the conversation, though, for many years between these two guys. Yeah. We'll see. I'm sure they'll switch it up. We shall We shall see. Necessary. We shall see. Uh, do we want to do this fourth segment or do we want to hold off? Do you want to do it today or you want to hold off to the next episode? And that's kind of a let's hold, hold off. off. All right. So we're going to tease again. Let's hold off. A special music based segment of the chase for 28. Now, AJ, we, we did, um, we committed another error as we did this episode. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we, we booted it early in the game, but hopefully we can overcome this error. So AJ, uh, let, let's do our Yankee trivia question because we did not do that. And we will give the listener an opportunity to uh, think about the answer because we'll, we'll give you the question. We'll talk about how you can connect with us and different things like that. And then we will close out with the answer. But AJ, you put this question together. So what's our Yankee trivia question for episode six? Our trivia question for episode six is get ready for this one. Four Yankees have had streaks of scoring at least one run in 13 or more consecutive games. So again, four Yankees had streaks of scoring at least one run in 13 consecutive games. Name those Yankees. While you think about that, we'd also like to let you know that we here at the Chase for 28, it's not just our opinion. So we want to make it very clear that if you've got an opinion and a point of view and you'd like to share it on the show, feel free to email us. You can email us at feedback at chasefor28.com. We are also on Twitter. So if you want to tweet at us, we are at chasefor28pod and we welcome those conversations. We've been putting out some graphics and some images and occasionally one of us will put out a poll question. So we would certainly love your thoughts, but please interact with us. If you got a trivia question you'd like to share with the show, it doesn't just have to come from AJ and my dad. All right. Anybody can submit a trivia question to the show and dad, I know you're listening. So we will get to one of your trivia questions in episode seven. And AJ, let me just say, we might have my dad on a future episode to talk a little Ooh. little Yankee baseball. So I bring dear John into the uh, into the episodes. That'd be fun. Hey, before we get to the trivia question, let me just hit you with a fun fact, because I know this is going to be on our next show. It's going to have to okay. be, because there's still one Yankee out there who has not been signed. All right, go ahead. What do you got? Or discussed. So right now, the Yankees have 17 position players on their 40-man roster. 11 of them are right-handed. Two outfielders, Aaron Hicks and Greg Allen, are switch hitters. There are only four lefties on this team. Mike Ford. Ford Tough. Tyler Wade. Mike Tuckman. The Sock Man. Esteban Florial. Does Brett Gardner fit into this mix as a lefty bat? Think about it. 
We'll talk about that because I'm sure in the next two weeks, Brett Gardner chatter will be there before the opening of camp. Well, let me ask you this, but again, before we get to the trivia, do you think as we sit here that Brett Gardner will be re-signed before we do the next episode? I do. And I think that's one of the reasons why they made that move for Adovino. I think they saved like $7 million by getting rid of him. Now, let me ask you this. Do you, AJ, want Brett Gardner back on this team? I throw my hands up. There's a love-love relationship between Brett Gardner and the Yankees. Me, as a fan, I like him. I know he's been the longest tenure Yankee. I don't see, I don't see a place for him, but I do welcome him back, if that makes any sense. I see that. I Again, I will be bold. Again, longest tenured Yankee, good Yankee. I don't think he needs to be back on this team. And that's purely a business decision. Yeah, I think he's back though. We'll see. Again, that uh, that episode will come your way on February 13th. So President's Day weekend. Uh, camp opens on Monday, February 15th. So again, baseball, baseball is right around the corner. AJ's excited. I'm excited. And we're looking forward to going on this journey with you throughout the 2020 season, 2020. Oh my God. We're not going back through the 2021 season. No, we're not going backwards. As we chase no more 2020, as we chase a 28th world's series championship. Now, AJ, you came up with the question. What is the answer to who are the four Yankees who have had streaks of scoring at least one run in 13 or more consecutive games? And these are crazy when you think about these numbers here. So going in order from highest to lowest, Lou Gehrig, 15 in 1930, 15 games scoring a run. Amazing. Joe DiMaggio, 14, 1941. Babe Ruth, 14 in 1926 and 13 in 1921. And Bernie Williams, 13 in 2000. Think of all the Yank. I mean, it doesn't seem that hard to score a run. Like, could you see Brett Gardner being on this list when he was at the top of the lineup early in his career? I'm sure he's somewhere on this list with a certain number, but our benchmark was just 13, but a good list nonetheless. Think about this. These guys, hits or walks in this many consecutive games to score a run. That's Those are our guys. Those are our table setters. Yeah. That's what we need now. We need these guys now. That's like I wonder what DJ LeMahieu would look like. Healthy, full season. What's he going to be? End of the year, consecutive games. All right. DJ. We, we will track this. So we'll, we'll see. Over, under. Over, under. Well, we got to set it at 13. Thir- consecutive. 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 Well, we got to set it at 13 because that is the. I guess that's the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, act, well, 13 or more. You could say 10. Let's say 10. Consecutive. Can he do over 10 consecutive games? I'll say I'm going to have to say no because history says he's not going to. Otherwise, you'd have more guys who have done this. Not since 2000, at least. (laughs) Okay. Let's go, DJ. Pump this party. All right. Before we get out of here, uh, if you like what we're doing here and you want to show the podcast a little love, first, thanks for listening. Number one thing you could do, tell a fellow Yankee fan to subscribe to this podcast. Send them to Chase for 28 Dot com or show them how they can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, wherever you can get podcasts, we are there. Next, 
If you want to support the show, you can become a legend. Go to chasefor28.com slash legend and you can support the show. And number three, you could grab some awesome Chase for 28 merchandise. Go to chasefor28.com slash merch. And of course, follow us on social media at chasefor28pod and shoot us an email. Feedback at chasefor28.com. AJ, spring is in the air. I cannot wait. Good chat tonight. Feels good. Feels good. I'm looking forward to it. Baseball season, right around the corner. Like legit, right around the corner. Yes. Like our next episode will be related to spring training. This is very, very exciting. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for this. But we'll see you next time, everybody. Take care. See you.